if you look at um, pure e-commerce retailers, whether you're talking about Amazon or you know the e-commerce suit manufacturer Indochino or Warby Parker companies, right. there you go. Companies that were born online uh, are now building all physical stores right? yes. because they see the value of that touch and feel experience. And when it comes to buying a car, what is more touch and feel yes. than buying a car? And so physical stores are forever going to be super important. Sales, marketing, automotive. Jason Harris has done it all. This is the After Hours with Jason podcast. After Hours with Jason podcast is sponsored by DDS Beer Club. Beer specifically crafted for hardworking sales professionals. Find out more at ddsbeerclub.ca. Andrew, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to, to meet with me. I really, really appreciate it. I really appreciate that. For everybody out there that don't know who Andrew Tai is, can you give us kind of that origin story that is Andrew Tai? For sure. <laughs> well, I appreciate the, the opportunity. Um, again, Andrew Tai, uh, CEO and co-founder of Moto Insight, um, but uh, always been a, in love with cars and technology ever mm-hmm. since uh, when I was a kid and my Matchbox collection. Uh, was my most prized possession. Awesome. Uh, maybe right up there next to uh, my uh, very first computer, uh, an Intel 286, if you know what that is. I do know yeah, the 286. Exactly. So uh, cars and technology have always been, uh, been a passion uh, of mine. But uh, my road to the auto industry uh, wasn't uh, quite as uh, direct, actually. So I, I did an undergrad uh, business school uh, and you know, started working in finance at a bank with a suit and a tie. Right? <laughs> and that's really where I, where I started my career uh, and was doing fine there. Um, but always knew I wanted to be uh, entrepreneurial or do something entrepreneurial. And when I was in school or when I was, you know, just a kid, I would be always running all kinds of different side hustles, right? And so, you know, those were uh, the funnest times that I had, you know, doing entrepreneurial side hustles, yep. if you will. Yep. And um, you know, as I was still doing the suit and tie gig, my mind would always drift to, you know, hey, what are what what crazy ideas uh, do I have uh, for you know businesses that. Uh, I wanted to buy or start or, you know, we looked at everything from golf courses to franchises. Uh, it wasn't even just technology. Yeah. Um, so it, I, where it started and what brought me to, to this role was really I was going through the process of buying a car. Ah. And that was kind of the collision between passion about cars, about technology, a guy that grew up on the Internet. Uh, and wanting uh, to be an entrepreneur, um, you know, kind of those all things collided and the light bulb moment happened. And, you know, when we started our business a little over eight years ago, uh, we were, our company was called Unhaggle, yep. which many of, of uh, your dealers in the dealer community uh, will probably recognize more readily uh, than, uh, than Moto Insight. Yeah, yep. so we started the business uh, eight years ago with the vision of, hey, how can you use technology to make the car buying process easier, faster, more transparent? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and you know, the vision has always been the same, even until today. We now go about it uh, in different ways, uh, and you know, the, the the products that we deliver uh, and the client types that we work with uh, are broader. Um, but um, you know, uh, I'm just an entrepreneur at heart, really, that loves cars and technology. You know, I've I've had the opportunity to speak with a lot of entrepreneurs, and and it's funny, and we've talked about this in the past too, is that as entrepreneurs, there's a lot of similarities. You mm-hmm. start it, it, real. We're talking real entrepreneurs, sure. and and I find from a very young age, we all had these side hustles, these little <laughs> hustles, right? Yeah. I want to know what, what what was Andrew? What were what were your what were your hustles when you were a kid? What were you working on? Oh, all kinds of stuff. Even when I was in grade school. Yeah, you know, I know. I think we my, all have my, them. My, I'm my, my parents would go to Costco, okay, and I'd, I'd have them buy snacks and drinks and whatnot, and I'd sell them out of my locker. 
right? You know, okay, add, a, add, add an obvious markup. Literally, what mine is. Too. Add an obvious markup, right? Of course. Um, you know, uh, this is this, this one's kind of a, it's small time loan sharking, if you will. Okay, Ooh, I didn't break I didn't break go. any kneecaps break, or anything. No, Tony but, didn't work for you or anything. Hey, like that? you know, like if if uh, if uh, if someone in my class, you know, uh, wanted to borrow two bucks to go to the snack shop and buy something, right? I'll lend it to them. But, but it was your snack shop. Right? It, you got to make money multiple ways. <laughs> diversify, right? That's so cool. Uh, but they'd owe me, you know, two fifty the day yeah. after, right? Yeah. So uh, those are just the little examples of uh, of side hustles, you know, from from a young age. But like they were, just, it wasn't work. It was just fun. Yeah, right? it's real natural. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because I did the same thing. I, mm-hmm. I grew, um, I, I grew up. I was in a, in a private school okay. uh, with a lot of boarding students. Sure, they didn't have the opportunity to leave campus. Yeah. So yeah. I found myself a very very well-funded um, opportunity of an audience to make money, you right. know? And I had, yeah, just like I had multiple lockers throughout the campus, yeah. and I kept multiple food. And same thing, my parents actually took me to Costco, yeah. actually let me buy this stuff, yeah. you know? And then uh, I would, um, I'd pay off the security guard in the front to let me bring in KFC and pizza. Okay. And I'd sell pieces of chicken for four bucks a piece when wow. I'd buy the bucket for 10, right? That's a good margin. <laughs> it's like, That's oh, a good margin, margin was yeah. great. It's right. But I, I, find, I find it, if you're an entrepreneur, it, yeah. it's it's in you. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it from very young age, yeah. and and you grew up at a similar time that I did. That that wasn't necessarily a word that was getting tossed around. You know, entrepreneurship. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It, it was just we were just what is, we're hustlers. That's what we were. We were hustlers. <laughs> you know, we we hustled people. You know, money. so the, that's funny. Like that that now is a is a term of endearment. It and is. Entrepreneurship is something that you know uh, I think people aspire to. It's so I I went to business school and you know the careers coming out of business school you went to banking, yep. consulting, accounting, right? You know, like there were kind of really defined common you know career paths. You yeah. got one of those and that was your ticket, right? Um, and I had one of those, right? Um, but uh, you know, what's funny, even when I talk to uh, young grads now, like entrepreneurship is this now accepted category that oh. people aspire to and they're excited about, right? It's what they want to post on their Instagram account as yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. Like, I, it, but it, 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 I think you can see the same way I do is that I, it's crazy to see sure. people actually call this like as a cool thing. And, and before it was, it was a word that was used for uh, outsiders. Mm. You know, like, oh, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. All right, go 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 sit in that group. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so that's cool. That's cool. I find it. Now I, I'm curious. You know, Unhaggle was kind of built off of the transparency in the buying process. Yep. I want to know more about that car buying process because I'm going to assume there was a lack of transparency in mm-hmm. it. Hence the reason where you saw the opportunity there. What was that car buying pro- that experience? The car buying pro- experience that kind of pushed you into saying this is the direction I want to go. I think it's the la- it's you know lack of transparency. Yeah. I think it's high friction, right? It's just over generally just frustrating. Yeah. I mean, so what did you buy? Uh, so at the time it was a Lexus. Nice. Uh, it was a, you know, the the uh, 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 you know growing up uh, you know I had all the different matchboxes and, yeah. and, and whatnot and like and then I went got into the the diecast model cars right. Yep. Um, so, you know, always loved cars, uh, but I was going through the process of, of buying a car, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, uh, as I said, like, it just didn't make a ton of sense, uh-huh. right? And, you know, even when um, uh, uh, you spend time with, with, with uh, dealerships today and you, if, when, you, when, I, when I ask the question, hey, just think about this process as a consumer, right? Uh-huh. And you walk them through, you know, the process of going to the site, filling in a lead, waiting for the lead response, watching what that lead response is, um, and, it, they can agree that it's a frustrating experience, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but that was really the initial uh, inspiration. 
And so uh, we built uh, on Haggle, which was a, uh, a website uh, that had some robust tools to help consumers understand pricing, understand and compare vehicles, uh, to get uh, them real accurate pricing on actual pieces of inventory from local dealerships that they can compare, right? Um, you know, from the comfort of their own home and mm-hmm. all the way through to if they wanted that vehicle and they liked the pricing to be able to pull out a credit card, reserve it online so that they can just walk into the store and it's a buy online, pick up in store kind of experience, right? Um, you know, uh, that kind of experience is now ubiquitous today in all other uh, industries, whether you're talking about on Best Buy, you buy something, pick it up on, uh, in store or groceries, buy online, drive up to the store, you just put it in your Best trunk and you drive ever. away. So this whole, this whole concept of buy on buy online, pick up in store, you know, I think the technical term is omni-channel, if you yes. will. Um, but that process uh, was what we were working on, you know, eight plus years ago. It's now called digital retailing, that big buzzword in our in it, industry. You've been in it for so long that now they actually have a term for what it is. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, uh, you, you, you've been a dealer um, before and I think you, know, you were talking about how, and, and you're not alone. I've heard this from other dealers yep. where they, they sometimes have this puzzled look when they're saying, Digital retailing, online car buying. I feel like I've been doing this for 15 plus years. There's where a small percentage of us out there, yeah. Just b- back in the day, you know, it may have been uh, fax machines, yep. emails, scan documents, right? Sometimes FedExed documents if the customer's a little further away. But to a point where you know, there are dealers that have been for a, lot, for a while, right, putting together deals for customers that weren't in their store. Um, either delivering the cars or when the customer showed up, it's, hey, here's the key, sign, you can pick up your car, right? Yep. This whole concept of online sale, it's been happening for, for some time. And so, you know, where we started on Hangle, we, we kind of started putting technology and process around it just to make it easier for customers uh, to access as opposed to a really long email chain back and forth and all these scanned and signed documents yep. or fax documents. We just put process uh, around it, right? And that's, so that's where we started uh, on Unhaggle. You could do uh, what is you know now today called digital retailing or e-commerce um, back as early as 2011, uh, and you know where we evolved was we recognized that that customer experience um, you know uh, is is so phenomenal uh, that you know dealers and automakers should be able to deliver this on their own experiences in store on their own websites, not just on a third party. Yeah, instead of a like third party website, something they can actually provide and do on their exactly. own. Exactly, and so that's where kind of our business evolved over the years and unhaggle still a big part of our business yep. today but you know we're now known as moto insight and we do uh, a heck of a lot more than just uh, that original um uh, unhaggle uh, experience for consumers um but it just goes back to you know the the journey of entrepreneurship is never a straight line sure right? it's a series of zigs and zags uh and uh, you know our business has evolved a lot over the last eight years and see and that's actually um i'm gonna give you a, a shameless plug here but that's actually <laughs> what has attracted me to what you guys do sure you guys just didn't hear the word digital retailing so oh sound that sounds like a great idea let yeah. me go build a widget for that yeah. all right no you guys actually evolved into it you were doing it yeah. before that's what it was called doing yeah. it and then you just evolved into into that space. Now, I would love to know how the word Moto Insight started. From, yeah. So we went from Unhaggles. How did you come up with Moto Insight? Where yeah. did that come from? Yeah, so, I mean, it, uh, this, this, this story may not be as, uh, <laughs> as uh, exciting or elegant. Uh, sometimes you just have to find a name where you can also buy the .com domain. Okay. <laughs> were you just sitting right, there, well, I mean, eating it, just going, all right. <laughs> if I'm entirely honest, there's a little bit of that always, right? Um, I, I didn't get my very first choice, but it's probably better that way. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Moto Insight uh, is a unique name, but uh, we wanted to, to combine obviously something that gave gave uh, homage to the auto industry, and that's yes. the Moto in it. Uh, and you know, in everything we do, it's about delivery. 
delivering uh, insight, whether you're talking about for the consumer in data and transparency, right, um, or to the dealer, helping understand and serve customers uh, yeah. better. And so that's kind of where it, where it came back together. It's not just about you know technology. It's not just um, uh, about um, you know uh, how do you you know uh, sell more cars. Uh, really, we think under everything there needs to be insight in it. So. You know, that's that's the that's the 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 uh, that's the that's it's the way simplistic. I would spin it. It's very simple. But you know, part of it was, hey, we <laughs> needed to find a, a name that I could buy a .com domain for. So that's cool. That's yeah. very cool. <laughs> Sa- the same thing happened with Unhaggle, actually. Is it right? We, we went just... through all kinds of different names that had the word auto or car in it, right? <laughs> uh, until we stumbled upon Unhaggle. Uh, you know, so sometimes you have to create your own words uh, to buy the yeah. .com domain. And it, I mean, listen, it, it got the point across. It was one of those love I think that's things. what it is. It's yeah. just, it's supposed to get the point across, yeah. right? I mean, if like, uh, you know, my name, Digital Dealership Solutions, it's a bloody mouthful. Yeah. You know, but when I bought it, that's just what you did. Yeah. Right? That was what the whole point was, yeah. you know, when I purchased that 11, 12 years ago. Yeah. You know, that was, you bought names that were very specific to what you were actually yeah. doing. <laughs> so, um, now... Digital retailing, I think you guys are, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to get demoed many, many different products, both from the U.S. and Canada. And I've always been, I've been impressed that uh, where you guys are for being a Canadian company. And I know I say that, and some people give me a hard time for that, but I think there's some truth mm-hmm. in that. When, when we think of Canadian automotive industry, I, I wouldn't always consider it as being the forefront of mm-hmm. what the automotive experience or sales experience really should be. Um, so I think it's really cool to see, you know, you guys being a Canadian company, being really at the forefront of that. Now, you know, for the dealerships out there that do understand what digital retailing is, at least if they've taken the time to read about it so they understand the concept behind it, um, how do you, how do we get them into, the, I guess, more so understanding it, but really kind of embracing what the routine is required to kind of in, implement this into the dealership operations. Yeah, I think you know when, when it comes to digital retailing, it, you made an important point for those that actually you know have have spent the time to learn. Hey, let's understand forget about the about people it, that right? haven't taken the time. Whatever, we'll we'll skip them. You guys can just turn the podcast off now. Yeah, because you know, you're right. <laughs> digital retailing is one of the most you know misused and abused terms yes. uh, out there. Um, but for those that you know see the value in delivering. Uh, differentiated customer experience and can put their consumer hat on once in a while and look at their own uh, dealership and how the car buying experience uh, looks. How they buy stuff. And they recognize that, hey, we got to do better. Yeah. Right. I think that's the, the starting point. But, you know, when we spend time with dealers, uh, it, it, I think one of the biggest challenges is digital retailing is just such a big, broad term. You know, and in some ways, it's a little bit of a scary term. It can almost have this paralysis. It's like, yes. I, I know I need to exercise, but, you know, uh, how exactly to do it, uh, you know, the, the patience uh, to, to, to make the effort uh, to do it. I know it's, it's got benefits, yes, right? But without a plan, right, and a clear process, uh, it's, it's hard to actually bring it to fruition. So yeah. we look at it at two ways, right? One, when dealerships put their consumer hats on, they look at every other retail experience that they've had, whether you're talking about Loblaws, buy online, drive up to the store, they put it in the trunk and you drive off, buy online, pick up in store, right? Walmart, Nordstrom's, <laughs> Best Buy, it's the new status quo. Even coffee, I can order a Starbucks, yeah. right, without even um, being at the Bypass the, the 15 people in line. Exactly. Don't have to pull up my credit card. So that kind of convenient shopping experience is ubiquitous. Every dealer, salesperson, they all use that in their day-to-day life, right? And so I think it, it, they can understand, hey, we want to get there. We want to lean forward. Uh, and if we deliver that differentiated customer experience that's convenient, saves them time, is transparent, 
customers will love it. It'll differentiate us as a dealership. So I get the long-term value proposition, yes. right? It's almost future-proofing my business so I don't get disrupted, yep. right? Uh, and staying ahead of the curve. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you know, it's what are the nuts and bolts, right, um, uh, of the day-to-day? How do you actually implement uh, it into your store? Um, that's the other part that's so important. You can't have one without uh, the other. No, 100%. Uh, if you just focus on the big picture vision without taking care of you know, the, the nuts and bolts, the thing you know, falls apart pretty quickly. But you know, if it's just the nuts and bolts um, you know, without the big picture vision, you, you kind of question, hey, well, what is this all for uh, anyways? Yeah. Right? And so it, both of it is, uh, is super important. And that's where you know, uh, we as an organization have, have learned um, a lot about the dealers over the last eight years. And to some degree, I consider myself a little bit of a, of a dealer. Like I've, I, I have my Ombit card, right? Gio, that's uh, cool. I do, yeah. <laughs> um, because you know, you know, when, when we started uh, as Unhaggle, um, we were actually a, a, a registered uh, dealer. Right, um, we were we were an auto broker, right? Oh, okay. Um, so we had to get registered license to work with dealerships to help facilitate customer transactions, right? And so we spent a lot of time with dealerships, and oh, that eight, so that la- that last eight years, I really characterize as R and D, right? Yes. Thinking like a dealer, working with dealers, but also at the same time thinking as a consumer. And so you know uh, how dealer processes work, what works, what doesn't, um, you know, uh, has has gone into uh, 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 what we do today, helping customers both think about the big picture. Um, you know, in terms of how customer experience is evolving, but also bring, breaking it down into actionable, you know, process-driven things that they can do today that'll impact their business tomorrow. And the actionable process, I think, is actually yeah. the most important thing. I, I, I get the sense, and it's a little unfortunate, but uh, some people are looking at digital retailing, and I don't think it's necessarily you guys, but there are some companies yeah. out there that are pitching this as the next best diet pill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, take this magic diet pill, and your operational headache will go away. Yeah. You, you, you know, it, it, but it's not. It's not the case at all. For sure. I, people have to understand that, you know, getting into digital retailing is getting into a process. Mm-hmm. And that it is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Right? And you have to, just purchasing the tool or bringing in the tool is only one part of that. Executing on that tool is the most important mm-hmm. part. I mean, idea is only as good as how well we can execute yeah. on it, right? And I think dealerships have, have grand ideas of how they see this sales process evolving and adapting but then executing that process is just that that, that that's where i see it begin to fall off well, yeah. do you do you guys see the same thing for sure uh, you know technology is only one half mm-hmm. uh, of the battle right uh, if a dealer expects to buy you know our technology or someone else's install it and it's going to magically start selling cars for them sure um Unfortunately, they're going to be sorely disappointed. Um, but you know, uh, for those people that actually have, if they had that magic box, they would be selling it at a way, way higher price. Let me put it that way. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, it, it's it's part people, uh, part technology. And when I say people, I mean you know, uh, customers uh, are still going to want to interact uh, with the physical experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. I, uh, I was at NADA and and my I did a speaker se- had the opportunity to do a speaker session uh, at NADA. Yeah, you and, were with Brian and Michael, right? Yeah, and the whole to- the, 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 yeah. the the topic um, uh, of the speaker session was really around, you know, how does the physical store uh, interact with the digital world mm-hmm. in this new kind of car buying experience and why the physical store is so important. What is so, okay? So it was about what the store looked like, what these processes look like. Exactly cool. right, and why it, why it will still matter. And our position is that the physical store is not going away. It might nope. change and evolve in, in format and process. The way it right? looks and everything, I think, will. 100%. But but you know the fact of having a physical store is so important, 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, physical store means people in the store means you know the process, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you don't need to take my word for it, right? If you look at um, pure e-commerce retailers, whether you're talking about Amazon or you know the e-commerce suit manufacturer Indochino or Warby Parker companies, right. there you go, companies that were born online uh, are now building all physical stores right? yes. because they see the value of that touch and feel experience. And when it comes to buying a car, what is more touch and feel yes. than buying a car? And so physical stores are forever going to be super important, um, meaning you know, you're going to have people in those stores uh, yes. that are going to have to carry that process. Um, and so I think th- those are examples of nuts and bolts things that you know dealers, uh, aside from just buying into this big vision that we need to do something, it's like, how do we actually uh, do it? Um, you know, understanding that the physical store is just as important as the online store. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you connect uh, those two things? So I'll give you an example. Let's say I go, you know, 90% of the way through the purchase of a vehicle through your online storefront. Awesome that you have one, yep. right? Uh, and hopefully you're using Moto Commerce technology, which makes it super simple. So I've gone 90% way of th- 90% of the way through this transaction as a consumer mm-hmm. online. And when I walk into the store, though, right, and I say, hey, you know what? I, I completed uh, almost all of it. Actually, you know, uh, added, put a deposit down, completed my credit application, uh, and booked an appointment. And you show up at the appointment, and the receptionist or the salesperson or the salespeople have no idea what you're talking the about. Experience just falls the whole apart. thing falls no, apart. 100%. Right. Um, and that's just an, an example of how do you how do you merge the online and, and in store? What are the processes that you need to put in place? So, you know, I'd say when when we talk to dealers, half of what we provide is technology. Yes. The other half is actually you know working with the dealer uh, to make the changes Develop that are necessary those to coach right yeah. uh, to help them see that bigger uh, picture. No, and, and then that makes sense. You have to do yeah. that. You can't have one without the yeah. other, right? Um, see, I see uh, there's another advantage because I come from the marketing side, right? I see another advantage in digital retailing. I see it as a branding opportunity mm-hmm. because uh, especially where we are right now, right? Now, now, understand that we're a very unique automotive area. Yeah. You know, this is not an abnormal. This is not a normal situation where we have 27 Nissan dealerships and a 35, 45 minute drive of each mm-hmm. other. That's very, very unique, sure. right? So I'm always trying to help dealerships try to identify what makes them different. And, and, and what I continue to tell them is that your people and your process yeah. is what makes you different, yeah. right? We need to spend more time uh, advertising and selling that story. Look, yeah. I understand I can buy a robe for $69 bi-weekly. Thank you. I understand that. Everybody's but, got that in the app. Holy crap. Yeah. Like, I mean, I as a consumer, yeah. I think I get that one, yeah. right? But I think where the opportunity lies in us future-proofing, like you yeah. said, future-proofing our business over the next five, to, uh, five to 10 years yeah. is in our processes and our people. But the byproduct of creating those processes and those people is it supports a branding effort and in addition to that can create a culture. Have you seen this work yet? For sure. Okay, so cool. Let's talk about that. You know, <laughs> like from, from a marketing standpoint, you, you kind of hit it on the nail. Yeah. Everybody kind of says the same message. You look at you know, five different ads from, from, from dealers. They all roughly look the same, you know, $69 bi-weekly on this or, you know, uh, that, um, you know, nobody will beat my price. Oh right? my gosh. Um, you know, I would love someone to say we're number two. You know <laughs> I actually, I think I would actually be more interested in the brand that comes out and say, we're not yeah. number one. We're actually number two. Come see us. <laughs> so, but your point is how do you, how do you cut through the noise? Yes. Right. Exactly. Cause we're bombarded with ads, right? And how, so how does a dealer deliver a differentiated message, right? So you, uh, we've got, uh, a, 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 we've seen in a number of instances where you know, uh, dealers are seeing broad lift, overall lift in mm-hmm. traffic, both website and in store, um, when they change their messaging and say, hey, 
we've got a different way to buy because we value your time, your convenience. Mm -hmm. We've got good deals as well, right? Sure. Um, but that's no longer the primary message. It's this is a different way to buy, right? Shop the way you want, right? And so that's a message that that that, that cuts through. And what they're seeing is you know, even customers that may not fully use the tool, that message is cutting through to them, and yes. it's a store that they 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 want to engage with. And so they're seeing that overall uh, lift, right? And so you know we have some, we have, we have this one store that we're working with. Um, yeah, he's saying like, listen, I think your tool's cool, right? But actually, the real reason you know I'm I'm doing this is I'm actually more interested in the differentiated message and the overall lift to my brand. Ah, the that story. I, that exactly the story, story That's right? Awesome. And you know he also believes that all you know it, it's it's ultimately going to translate into customers get engaging with it and whatnot. Yes. And that's that's table stakes. But what he's really excited about is that overall story, right? Yep. Where you know I, when he puts a big billboard up. It's not just hey, sixty nine dollars biweekly. Right? Exactly. It's hey, here's a different way to buy, uh, and I think customers crave and want that because if you think about it, you know, there's so many stats about how you know uh, the car buying experience is, um, uh, uh, you know, painful for consumers. They rather go to the dentist than you know go to the car dealer. There's all these cliche jokes, right? And listen, of course. I love the, I love car dealers. You know, many many friends of mine, right? And so it also pains me sometimes when I hear those jokes, but. The reality is consumers are frustrated with the experience. And Incredible. when you cut through it differently, right, that's where you see that overall uh, brand lift. So we, we, we are both seeing it um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the physical uh, realm you know, in terms of how the business is doing in, tra in traffic mm -hmm. as well as the, uh, the, the digital realm in you know, uh, uh, increasing the effectiveness of their overall uh, marketing. So there's the macro piece of it, which is, hey, how do I lift my brand and differentiate? Yes. Right? And then I'll, I'll go to the other end of the spectrum, the micro uh, piece of it. So you know, let's say you're you're a, you're a dealer. You get I don't know. I'm just gonna use round numbers here. 500 online leads uh, a month. Right. Sure. You spend money, AdWords, Trader, Kijiji, Car Gurus, everything. Right. You get all these leads every single month. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Typical conversion rate. Maybe you convert at 10 percent. Yep. Okay. So what happened to the other 90 percent? I know. The customers that went through all of that rigmarole to actually fill in a lead. Right, because you think about it. Ask no, yourself I'm as a consumer, you. when I'm was the last you. time you filled in a name, phone number, email address, postal code, and waited for someone to call you after you found a product online that you wanted to buy? Yep. People don't do that. Yep. And so the people that actually do it, you really got to cherish those. Okay. So you get 500 leads a month. You convert 10% of them. The other 90%, what happened? Exactly. The customer was serious enough to fill in the lead. How come they don't engage? And one of the things that I love doing is, is you know, when I go see a dealer, I'll mystery shop, you know, their uh, both their lead response and then the dealers in their area. There you go. Right? Um, and you know, much like how in general marketing, whether billboards, newspaper, if people still do that, uh, AdWords, whatever, the message is all the same. The, re the responses. They all sound roughly the same too. Oh my which is, gosh, we could do a whole podcast just on the responses. It's it's something always along the lines of, hey, you know, cool, thanks for reaching out. Uh, when can you give me a call back? Uh, when can you come on into the store? Here's my number. See, that blows my mind. And this is why I think digital retailing is even more so important is I don't understand where we got off calling these people leads. <laughs> I, I guess because I've been in the automotive yeah. business long enough and I've been on the digital side yeah. long enough to remember that's not what we originally called them. All right. When, when we first started putting out websites, yeah. okay, um, we had the phone numbers on there, yeah. and we needed an opportunity for someone to ask more questions. Mm -hmm. So we created form fills. Yeah. There were forms. And at one point in time, we actually called them just contact forms. Yeah. That's all it was. I, I don't know at one point in time, we decided by someone simply just kind of raising their hand yeah. and go, I have a question. 
how we immediately turn that into a lead. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I always kind of tell people, I'm like, I put it into the scenario of kind of a dinner party, right? When someone tells you that you're interested in a car, do you just immediately ask for the appointment? Because that's what most of these responses yeah. are, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. that's great. I'm glad you're interested in purchasing a car. Can you come in on Tuesday? You know? Exactly, yeah. And, but we need to have that conversation. Yeah. The cool thing I see with digital retailing, why I was always attracted to it, is because it kind of gave the opportunity for that customer to control the conversation and kind of give the conversation some direction up to a point where then where we can actually take over. You, the way you get higher conversions beyond that 10% to reach the other 90% of customers that are otherwise interested, they fill mm -hmm. in the lead, but they just kind of go into you know, the, the, the never, no never man's land, land, right? Yeah. The no man's land. Uh, is actually engaging those customers and allowing them uh, to go deeper into the journey mm -hmm. at their own pace, on their own time, you know, in whatever way they're they're comfortable with, right? Yeah. And so, you know, to the uh, that experience is a differentiator uh, on the micro uh, end of the spectrum. Whereas the overall messaging of hey, you know, we value your time. You can buy differently. You know, shop online uh, with us. That's a differentiator on the on the on the macro end, right? And so you know what our what when, the way we boil it down for a dealer is: Hey, listen, do you believe that if you respond differently than every other dealer in your local market, that's all saying the same thing when a when a customer goes online, fills in a lead? Because customers cross shop online all, all the time. time. Yep. If everybody says the exact same thing, but you say something differently, 100%. right? And says, "Hey, Mr. Customer, cool. Thanks for reaching out. Here's my number. Come in any time. Happy to book an appointment. But if you want to kind of continue deeper into your purchase journey." We actually have uh, the ability to to serve you online, right? Yes. Uh, and you know you can complete everything from credit app trade in, um, you know selection of F F and I accessories, configuration of payments, reserve the vehicle with a credit card deposit, all of that in a single seamless, easy to use journey. Yeah, I'm here to help whenever you like, right? Um, you know, do you believe you'll you'll be you'll be getting better engagement than if you were just respond respond like everybody else, which oh, is hey course. come on into the store. Right, and so if you believe that, that's that's the 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 you know tomorrow next month way to move the needle in your business by using digital retailing, mm -hmm. right? Whereas the whole future proofing online selling thing is cool, might take some time to really take hold, right? But when you break it down for a dealer, where it's like, hey, how do we capture more of the ninety percent of customers that you aren't selling to but are filling leads, uh, filling in leads on your website? How do we engage those people better because they're clearly online inclined, right? They probably barely wanted to fill into lead, the lead to begin with, sure, because it's kind of a silly experience filling in a lead. Well, because consumers are getting smarter now. I, you know what? Uh, you know, working with so many dealerships, yeah. uh, getting access to so much, so many different analytics. You know, uh, lead count has dropped, yeah. and it just continues to drop, right? Uh, for the simple reason, I think consumers have gotten smarter. Mm -hmm. Right? They don't see value in filling out that damn form anymore. But when you right? do give them value, that's, that's where, where they're it like, changes. exactly, hundred percent. So what I think. Dealerships need to understand, well, a couple things. Uh, they need to stop asking what they made last month and start asking what they could have made last month. I yes. think that's one question that has yeah. to be asked. You know, the acceptance of mediocrity sometime in this industry has to, we, we have to push ourselves harder, yeah. right? And, and in question of what happened to that other 90%. It really is. I mean, that to me, as a business owner, that's the question I'd be asking. I'm glad you took care of the 10, yeah. but it's the 90 that I'm more concerned about. So I, I think we need to be asking our question, what do we do with those individuals, right? And the second thing is when they start taking a look at digital retelling, the value in developing out your brand and what it means to you from a branding perspective is worth way more 
than it is in, in any type of lead generation type you know solution yeah. right it's just you know this this doesn't just generate leads it, it can and it does but it actually helps the lead to move farther along Converts through it nurtures them yeah but the cool thing is it does it with the intent to serve the customer meaning meaning that it's designed for the consumer yeah and, and and i'm a firm believer that when we do it for the consumer we're the ones that actually reap the benefit of it it's not a self-serving process like yeah. i think the way when we've looked at digital experiences up to date i find them to be very very self-serving do you know what i mean mm-hmm. fill out the form give us your information right then we'll give you this you know yeah. what we won't actually give us you won't just tell you we give it to you yeah you know um so i, I see that kind of being that that fundamental shift is that we're doing it now for the customer which then ultimately ends up benefiting us for sure so i mean i think you know, we're we're we are absolutely a technology company, yeah. right? Uh, and you, uh, that's uh, the core kind of piece that we deliver to, to dealers, technology to enable them to deliver best-in-class experiences that they expect in every other retail sector they themselves have experienced, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we deliver that technology, but that technology in itself doesn't create inv- any value, right? As a standalone well, thing itself, I, yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And, and where we've learned that we have to uh, work with dealers and support them on is how do you, how do I how do I actually implement and execute in the dealership? So yeah. what what does that differentiated lead response look like? Right? How do I make it easy instead of just hey when can you come on in? It's hey, Mr. Customer, here's a personalized URL to a digital shopping cart that I've built up for you, and you can step through all of these transactions in my digital storefront. Right? I'm here to help whenever you want. Making it easy for dealers to actually do that and execute that, which results in increased conversion rates, which results and them actually seeing results that impact their business, right? Um, we spent a lot of time uh, uh, in the nuts and bolts helping dealerships actually take advantage of that technology mm-hmm. and build the technology around helping that dealer to do so. And then on the other end of the spectrum, it's you know uh, sharing best in class uh, uh, and um, you know best in class processes and, and recommendations on hey, how do uh, you take advantage of the fact that you have this now and you know, move and differentiate uh, your brand. Right? Mm-hmm. So on both ends of those, how we actually help the dealer implement, roll out, and squeeze value out of that technology is just as important to us as the investments we make in the technology uh, itself. See, it's funny that you say you're a tech company. Yeah. Because I understand you are. Yeah. I actually see you guys as a process company. And you guys have worked backwards to the tech. Mm. You've defined out what that process looks like for the consumer yeah. and for the dealership. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... When I, when I talk to dealerships and, and I'm encouraging them to get into it, it's not necessarily the tech that I talk most about, most about. It's the process. It's the branding opportunity I see in the process. It's the customer-centric approach to the process. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the transparency that's provided both on the customer side and on the dealership side that comes with those processes. And then you guys just provide the tech that kind of supports into that, right? I think part of it is also because, you know, the, any piece of tech that we, we, we license or sell or deploy for dealers, it originates from tech that we built for our own usage, right? What I mean mm. by that is, you know, you go back to my, my old, uh, you know, dealer auto broker days, right? Where we had, we had sites that would generate leads and help customer and it generated leads because it had great tools for customers to find, research, compare, understand pricing. provide value. So dealers, we, we, so we, we had these sites, provided value to consumers. They filled in leads expressing interest in the vehicles. Leads would come to us, right? How do we turn those leads to sales for those dealerships, right, mm-hmm. that we worked with? We were kind of almost like virtual BDC to some degree, right, when, yeah. when we were doing um, uh, the auto broker business. And so, you know, 
what we realized was like, hey, listen, all this process takes time. We were putting together deals, online sales mm -hmm. uh, in many ways, where from a customer you know, finding a vehicle, looking at pricing, comparing it, deciding they want it, uh, through to filling in and contacting us, to us getting them in a vehicle, right? We could send scan, scan build of sales back and forth, right? You know, uh, 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 PDF printouts, credit card slips, whatnot, to a point where, yeah, customers were either having cars delivered to their door or when they walked into the store, everything was ready for them. It was just, you know, sign in and pick up. So we were doing that, but it was extremely time consuming That's and true. frustrating for both us administratively and uh, for the uh, customer. And so what, we, what the inspiration was, hey, how do we build technology to streamline that process? Yeah, so you for define what that process was ways. and then you yeah. kind of work backwards to it. Exactly. Right? So we looked at, hey, what would make our lives easier? What would make the dealer's lives easier? What would make the consumer's lives easier? And so. That's really, we, we built tech for ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and then we realized that tech had value for dealers and automakers, right? And that's where, you know, we, we, we productized and spun it out, right? Uh, and now work with automakers and dealers uh, to enable their own best-in-class experiences. Uh, but it, it wasn't, we never set out uh, to be a software company, to sell sure. software. We actually never set out to do that. We set out to make the car buying process easier, right? Yep. Um, we're still doing that. We just do it in a different way now. Right, um, so we do sell software, uh, but uh, it is uh, you're right. The process is is just as important. That's what I see. The girth is in yeah. it, right? Is it's just in in that process. Right? Yeah, and listen, we we had to learn it the hard way. Yeah. It, it, you know, uh, it's been eight years, so it's been it's been a lot of um, uh, kind of you know uh, in the weeds, in the in the in the dirt uh, kind of learning. Um, you know, with dealers, with consumers, with automakers. Um, but I think it really gives us unique perspective. Uh, on um, you know uh, how to kind of pull all the different pieces together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know what? So 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 far, I think we've done a great job of really kind of talking about what is digital yeah. retailing and the value that it brings to the dealership and the consumer itself. Let's get a little more um, uh, niche into the value that it brings to maybe multiple levels within the dealership. Yeah. So you know, dealer principal, you know, uh, management, sales manager, GM, and then all the way down to the salesperson. Let's kind of start at the top. Where do you see the value kind of really being with the dealer principal in digital retailing? I think you hit a really important point there because if you don't get buy-in throughout the, uh, the entire organization, right, a, a dealer principal might have this bright, bold idea that, oh, hey, you know what, this online thing is kind of cool, right? Um, but it's the people that actually execute it on a day-to-day -day basis yep. that, that make it go. So you need buy-in across the, 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 the organization. You know, a salesperson can say, hey, I want this online selling tool, but if the dealer principal doesn't buy into it, like the whole thing doesn't work either. 100%. Right? So, you know, when you think about kind of the, the different stakeholders, I think from a dealer principal standpoint, um, there's both a macro and a micro perspective. The macro mm -hmm. perspective is, hey, how do I make sure I stay relevant mm -hmm. uh, as a business? Um, and looking, you know, a little bit beyond the horizon, right? You know, two, three, four, five years out, what is the industry going to look like? And how do I make sure I continue to be on the leading edge uh, to continue uh, to uh, uh, ensure that I'm ahead of my competition? So yeah. at a dealer principal level, you have to think macro. And I think that's probably the easier argument uh, to, to win because sure, when they look at, you know, consumer experiences, it's already gone there. Automotive is a right? So we need to go there. But, you know, uh, dealer principals also need to make money. Course. Right, and so you know, how does this impact my business on a month-to-month -month basis? Still mm -hmm. matters. It matters even more so for uh, uh, you know managers uh, and individual salespeople. Yep. I think um, you know uh, the 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 opportunity uh, that I would encourage managers as well as individual uh, salespeople uh, to look at is you know from a uh, one uh, a process uh, saving time uh, efficiency standpoint. Sure. Right? I'll give you an example. 
So let's say that customer uh, that we talked about filled in a lead, right, uh, and said, hey, I want a 48-month lease payment, zero down, um, you know, lowest kilometer allowance. Also give me a 60-month payment because I want to compare, you know, the two. Uh, and so for the salesperson to respond to that lead, to get a manager, to generate the, the, the pricing um, for that, uh, attach it into a PDF or type it into an email to respond to that customer, that takes time, mm-hmm. right? Um, or, you know, uh, uh, the... Uh, Follow up that customers uh, that that the uh, salespeople and and uh, you know managers have to do on customers that leave the store, right? To constantly call and say, hey, you know, be backs, right? Um, you know, are you coming back, mm-hmm. right? Uh, without having visibility into what that customer is doing, you know, uh, uh, where they ended up, um, that's a that's a huge time suck and an inefficiency. Kind of. There's it, so much inefficient stuff happening inside of the store, and so digital retail is actually about, hey, how can we streamline that process? Um, you know, uh, give uh, salespeople and sales managers. Uh, tools to save time, but also at the same time engage customers better, right? Um, so in those two instances, I'll give you specific examples, right? So uh, instead of having to go through that whole rig and roll, type in um, uh, into my uh, uh, into an email all this pricing or do a scan. There's a document, lot of repeat of information, 100%. Right? Yep. Um, instead, if I could just send uh, that uh, customer a personalized URL. Uh, to my digital retail experience that has a full payment calculator, the ability for the customer to complete a trade-in, credit application, credit card deposit, book an appointment, accessories, F&I, the whole deal, right? Um, all from that uh, personalized URL uh, in a digital experience where I don't have to you know, worry about every iteration because every single time that customer wants to change term or ch- uh, adjust the down payment, instead of another email chain, Back and forth. To answer There's that a customer. lot that has to go into that, yeah. right? I got to go giving back to my a, manager. I got to pull up the information. I got to rebuild the deal. I got to yeah, no, hundred percent. So giving giving the customer that dynamic experience is good for the customer. Also can save the salesperson and the manager a ton of time. Yep. Right. At the same time, for the manager and the salesperson, you know, uh, more selfishly speaking, right, um, to be able to to uh, really uh, have greater visibility into customers. When you do it through a digital experience, let's say I send that personalized URL to the customer with that personalized shopping cart. As the customer's in there, you know, going through the process, um, it could be a month from now. Let's say they go quiet in a month from now, but they go back into that digital shopping cart that I sent them and they play with a payment or, you know, they, they look at an accessory. Um, I, as a salesperson or a sales manager, know when they do that. Yeah, you can and measure all that far more, far more precise uh, in how I, I spend my time, who I follow up with. Right, so it, it's almost to some degree a little bit big brother being able to see how that customer is going to no, engage. It gives, it gives the uh, dealership the opportunity to better serve the customer because they know where they are. Right? That's the better way to I mean, put you, it. I yeah. your quali- the, the whole concept of qualifying yeah. has to kind of evolve, yes. right? Look, when I first started selling cars, yeah, uh, a person would come onto the lot and I would spend two hours yeah. qualifying to the type of truck that it was actually appropriate from the bed size, the engine sizes, the two different transmissions, the four different rear axle ratios. I have no idea where we had four different rear axle mm-hmm. ratios, right? Um, but I had to do, spend all this time in, in qualifying. Now we actually get to see yeah. exactly where they are, where they've chosen to kind of stop in their sales process, yeah. and we can just get to pick that right back up. Yeah. You know? So now we get to qualify someone, not necessarily necessarily just to the product that they're buying, yeah. but to where they are in their sales process. So it gives us that opportunity to provide a much more tailored experience to them when we know they've gone this far in the phase or they've gone this far 
in the in in the face. I think that's a really important point. I mean, you know, we've all seen the stats: customers spending ten plus hours, you know, researching online God. before they even step foot into the store. When yeah. they come into the store, and the qualification process starts all over again, Ugh. it's frustrating for the consumer, sure, right? And it's a waste of time for the salesperson uh, or the sales manager. And so. Uh, the ability for the customer, everything that they've done online, if I've gone you know, 70, 80% of the way through the process already, yep. including trading, credit application, credit card deposit, you know, payments, whatnot, when I step foot into the store, if you can instead be able to pull up on a tablet or a desktop in a shared screen experience exactly yes. right where I left off, not only do you deliver a moment of customer delight, mm-hmm. right? Um, at the same time, you're picking up way further down in the process uh, you know, meaning, you know, you don't have to waste all of that time as a salesperson, you know, re-qualifying, re-keying, recapturing that customer information. So I think there's certainly an efficiency thing mm-hmm. while delivering higher engagement. Uh, and then, you know, it comes back down to both sales managers and salespeople, including dealer principals, uh, they all want uh, to be able to sell more, right? Of course. And then what I mean by that, it goes back to you really the nuts and bolts approach. You've got 500 leads a month. 10% conversion. Where is that other 90%? How do we capture more of those, right? Uh, and you know, using our technology, our process, we help dealers move that needle. And so, if you're an individual salesperson, is how do you save your time? How do you increase your conversion rates on the leads that you are responding to? Yep. Right. Uh, and you know, ultimately uh, deliver better customer satisfaction, which you know is kind of the the full circle of it. Right? Yep. Same. A lot of the similar stuff applies to to uh, sales managers. Um, I think the sales managers. Uh, you know, sell more, increase time. Those things uh, matter to them. But mm-hmm. also from a sales manager's perspective, using digital tools that drive process, right, um, really helps uh, keep uh, salespeople on point. Yes. Right? delivers consistency. Right. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a uh, a funny story uh, that comes to mind actually. So um, uh, one of the, uh, the leaders on our team that um, works with uh, our dealers, uh, his uh, his his background actually he was uh, came to us from Tesla. And okay. he actually helped build out Tesla's uh, retail network early on. And um, he told uh, the story where you know, uh, when they first started opening these stores, right, mm-hmm. they didn't have a lot of budget to go out and hire you know, car salespeople that were used to making you know, six figures, let's say. Yep. Right? Um, and so instead, uh, they, they had to think differently. They were hiring you know, like mall employees, like hourly-based employees. One yep. day you were a barista. The next day, you're selling, you know, hundred thousand dollar Teslas, okay? And so, how do you actually take an employee like that and make them a productive, you know, car salesman? Yep. I know Tesla doesn't, you know, like to talk about selling cars, but you know that that's what they were dealing with. And the only it's, way you do this process, 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 process. process, process. process. <laughs> but you know it, that that's where technology comes into play yes, um, uh, so so uh, so much because. Whether you buy a Tesla online or you buy a Tesla in store, and now listen, there's a whole other discussion because they're, I know, they're changing I mean, the way they're curious to see what's going to happen. Yep. But okay. at the time, the, the point still stands that you know the process was still the same. Yes. Right. You know, you can configure the vehicle uh, on a kiosk or a tablet and go through the purchase steps. It's right? the exact same system with with a with yep. a uh, a sales rep right next to you, or you can do it at home. And the right? exact same system. Exactly. The exact same system. And and I think that's what's really key. It's exact same system. Exactly, and that that's what we enable for 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 dealerships. But from a sales manager perspective, having that process where you're almost kind of making it so that it, it, you can't screw it up if you yep. just follow the steps. Um, it actually makes the, the salesperson's job more efficient, keeps them on point, but it's, it's actually a greater transparency uh, and, and consistency for the customer. And then I'd say one, one other element from a sales uh, manager standpoint is we struggle with turnover 
uh, oh, yeah. in, in our industry with salespeople. Uh, and to be able to get uh, new salespeople up to speed fast to be effective um, you know, uh, with process, uh, technology that kind of puts parameters around it uh, and, and, and you know, gives kind of clear process uh, is a huge help uh, to that. So across dealer principal, sales manager, salespeople, there's a win in this for everybody while delivering sure. a win for the, for the customer. Um, and so, you know, that's how we, we, we frame it for dealers to make sure that there's buy-in at every level. No, and, and you can really kind of see it, right? You can see the value. I mean, talk about from the bottom on up, you know, the value in the salesperson and the amount of time that it saves, yeah. but then the value to the customer and just the pure transparency of it. And it, it really gives the salesperson the opportunity to do their best job at providing experience, not necessarily having to focus on this archaic process that's not necessarily always relevant today yeah. right and then with the sales managers it gives them a, a more reporting um, the ability to really kind of deep dive into their processes they can continue to develop out their team and be better in some of those processes like a process is only as good as how well we can track its effectiveness mm-hmm. or efficiency right yeah and, and, and unfortunately a lot of times we just don't track it right yeah. so whenever you have the opportunity to track that you just get to better to do it yeah and for the dealer principal it, it's literally just in the ROI but also like you said in the future proofing of your business yeah. you know the, the dealer principal needs to be considering the branding element of of what this process brings to their dealership yeah. and, and if anything i encourage all dealer principals that if you guys aren't getting on this well you will over yeah. the next five to six years but if you do it now you have an opportunity to brand it as something unique i think that's that's part of the edge and this edge won't always be be, it be a place won't. My, just my, like tech it will change right you know my, my belief is that over the next five years, we're going to see more change than in the last 15 years combined. 100%. Right? Um, today, you know, less than 1% of dealers out there uh, have adopted any f- real form of digital retailing yep. or adopted it well, at least. Okay? Um, it's still you know, in the early innings of it. I think if you look five years from now, right, uh, I think you know, uh, it, it is going to be far more mainstream. I would venture to guess five years from now when, when you think about the concept of true digital retailing, right? the ability for the customer to transact in-store, online, seamlessly. Mm-hmm. If they want to complete the whole darn thing online, they I'm can. Good. right? Um, but they can start online, start in-store, you know, uh, uh, complete any step of the process uh, wherever they want at whatever time. Right? That kind of true digital retailing. Uh, I believe you know, today it's less than 1% of dealers that are offering it. Uh, I think in five years it's going to be fifty plus percent, meaning that that's where we're going to we yeah. would, would have hit a tipping point where you know if you didn't have it, you've been missing out all this time, and now you're just completely uh, out of the game. Right. Same thing happened with digital advertising. Mm-hmm. We watched the exact same thing happen. Yeah. Right. We saw the earlier adopter, the early adopters get in, yeah. really take advantage yeah. of of low cost of attention. Yeah. Right. And in the early adopters of digital retailing are going to see huge advantages in the story that those processes are able to tell. You know, you're able to tell through those processes. You're right. I mean, look, you know, the next 10 years, if you haven't done it, you're just going to. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You, uh, yes, you're, it, it, the market's just going to uh, pull you there. Yeah. Or the opportunity, as you said, is if you're able to be an early mover here, you, you not only get the brand differentiation. Because yes. eventually being able to say, hey, you can buy online, it'll be like, what do you mean you can't? I like, remember, that'll That's going to yeah. become like table stakes. Today when you say it, it's something special. So dealerships should, dealerships should be taking advantage of it where they can. But also the other advantage that dealerships get is it takes time to learn how to do this. Sure. And that it, to adapt the process to, take, to learn how to do this. And so, you know, if you start today, right, a year from now when the store down the road, uh, you know, starts making, uh, uh, the st- starts taking the steps 
uh, to do what uh, you've been doing. Well, you're a, a year ahead yeah. of learning how to do this, of adapting processes, right? And so you will always have this edge that you can continue to build on. Mm-hmm. That's where you know I, I go back to the, the beginning of our conversation, which is I rarely find a dealer that will fundamentally disagree with where the industry is heading in terms of you know consumer experience and you know, uh, uh, the ability uh, to transact you know seamlessly between in store and online and all of sure. that stuff, right? I rarely find a dealer that will dispute that that's where it's going. I think we can debate about how long it's going to take and whatnot, but rarely find a dealer that's going to dispute you know that it's going there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's harder to get a dealer to say, hey, you know what? I agree that it's going there, and I'm going to start doing something about it now. But the really smart dealers, the ones that 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 you know are progressive, forward thinking, and want to be on the edge and take advantage of the situation are the ones that are moving now, right? And they're going to get the biggest wins. And oh, the 100%. Biggest gains they're going to see the this. biggest value in yeah. it. I, Andrew, it's funny. I actually remember at one point in time in newspaper ads advertising that you can visit us online. <laughs> that was the point of the ad. The, the, the newspaper ad, yeah. we ran it with the intention yeah. of, hey, yeah. guess what? You can now visit us online at www. Yeah. You know? It's not any different, right? Yeah. At one point in time, yeah. right, we had to sell dealerships on the concept that they needed a website. Yeah. Now, can you imagine running a dealership or yeah. opening a dealership without one? Yeah. The, the concept of what, what you're doing today with digital retailing, it's yeah. exactly the same. And we're going to get to that point where it's everybody, everybody. Yeah. One of our big dealer group customers um, up in Ottawa, they actually have a bill, this big billboard, a uh, series of billboards, actually. The, but the, 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 the billboard that talks yeah. about how you can buy online now, right? <laughs> and I think it's, it's, uh, it's the same so thing. Fun. Five years from now, yeah. when we look at that billboard, we'll be like, like well, what, what are you what talking are you about, right? Yeah. Like, it will become commonplace and status quo. But right now, when, you, when, when that, like, people see that billboard, it's like, oh, that's actually a differentiator. That's, yes. that's, that's not just saying it's $69 a, a, a week, right? Yep. Um, it's something that actually engages consumers in a different way. So um, I, 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 uh, we, we can talk five years from now, and I'll, I'll pull that picture oh, We back should out totally again. just do that, and we'll yeah. just pull up this podcast. Yeah. That'll be fun. Well, you know, Andrew, I think it's a great place for us, for us to stop there. Yeah. And, and thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm so excited to see what you guys are doing and watch you guys continue to do what you guys are doing and evolve with the, uh, with the solutions and technology that you guys provide. Hey, for the people out there that don't know how to connect with you, where, where can they best connect with you or find out more about Moto Insight? Gotcha. Yeah, no, appreciate that. Uh, MotoInsight.com uh, is the is the easiest way to, to learn uh, all about us, right? Cool. Um, or uh, if uh, you're on uh, LinkedIn like uh, like Jason is and uh, <laughs> following uh, uh, Jason, uh, you can find us on uh, LinkedIn as well. Again, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, Andrew Tai. Um, you know, uh, my content ain't quite as good as uh, as Jason's, um, oh, but I do post some insights uh, on there occasionally as well. But we'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, you go to MotoInsight.com. Uh, you can uh, book a demo, reach out to us. Uh, you know, have a conversation about uh, digital retailing. Um, so, and you will you will see me at a uh, upcoming Game Changers oh, uh, session go. as well. That's so, right. uh, certainly come out to Game Changers. Uh, I look forward to uh, to sharing some insights uh, there. I, I thank you. I appreciate that plug. Yeah. Uh, um, no, but it's very true. If you guys have really appreciated listening to Andrew and learning more about digital retailing, you guys have an opportunity. I'm gonna look at this camera over here now. You guys now have an opportunity to uh, sign up. Um, Andrew will be speaking at the April 12th uh, Game Changer session. You can check us out at GameChangerSeminar.ca. Uh, thanks, man. That was really good. I really, awesome. Really appreciate really, it. Really, really appreciate your time, man. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs>